The Pokes Report podcast is sponsored by Stilly Barber Co. That's right. Downtown Barbershop is now Stilly Barber Co., still owned by Randall, giving out the best haircuts in town, still located at 609 South Main Street here in Stillwater. You can give them a call for an appointment, 405-269-8590. You can check them out on the web at stillybarber.co. Randall and Joe still giving out the best haircuts around. Regular haircuts, skin and razor fades. They obviously have beard care as well, beard trims, beard shaves. It's a wonderful blend of beard balm, beard oil, and just a little bit of steam. And of course, every service includes their hot towel and razor neck shave. It's the best place in town. And of course, Randall brings his dog in blue. Blue's a great dog. I love blue. Be sure to check Stilly Barber Co. out at 609 South Main Street here in Stillwater. Just give them a call for an appointment, 405-269-8590, or you can check them out on the web at stillybarber.co. Welcome into the Pokes Report podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. Round two. Take two. Take two. My oh, gosh, I tell you. So we get an hour and 15 minutes into recording uh, on Tuesday, and it was 1.30, because it happened again today at 1.30. Uh, power flashed on, or flashed off, and then right back on. And we were in the middle of recording and lost all of it. Yep. You were <sighs> you were about a breath away from saying next week on I was so close. the post post report. Yeah, we were, podcast. what? Maybe two or three minutes from like completely Probably. wrapping up. We were so close to being done. Probably. But, uh, so this is just, it's going to be quick, maybe 30, 35, 40 minutes, just a quick little baseball softball recap. Base, both uh, wildly uh, unfortunate, unpredicted. Uh, both seasons end on the same day because that was the reason I went to baseball because there was no way that softball was going to lose two to Texas. Uh, and that Texas went on a roll. I mean, they, they rolled through the postseason. Uh, had a heck of a had a heck of a regional, heck of a super, and then I um, had to win two, and and did so. And I I re-listened to the uh, the softball post game with uh, Kenny and the players, oh. and something that Kenny talked about. He said, you know, I'll I'll kind of take it because he was like, I don't know where my energy was on in that first game. Like he was like, I was so flat in game one. Uh, I tried to get myself up, I just couldn't do it. And then you look at game two, Oklahoma State goes up five zero. You know, things are going well, but just didn't quite seem completely finished. You know, and then Texas puts three across, and then, you know, we we looked through it, and they had, what, I think one other game where they had more than more than one error. I think it was early in the year. I think it was South Florida where I think they had two errors in that game against South Florida. Yeah, and the OSU calling card this year was great defense, great pitching, timely hitting. They had three. So they had they had yep. two against Cal Baptist. They had three against South Florida, two against Washington, and then a bunch of zeros, a bunch of ones, uh, two against Wichita State in the middle of the year, another two against Wichita State a little bit later, and then a bunch of zeros. One, they had two against OU in, uh, on April or Mar- uh, May 5th. Two against OU again, but that was the I think that was the Big Twelve tournament, and then they had three against Texas in that game one. So I mean, thirty two on the or in that second game, excuse me. So thirty two errors on the year, three coming that in that last game, and two of them on the same play. Yeah, so unfortunate that and if if you play, if you had that play a hundred more times, they may not ever do that again. No, and you had that girl dead to rights between Absolutely. second and third. Absolutely, uh, you know you have her right there. And the ball just it, it it was it was offline, 
but it almost looked like it caught Kylie off guard yeah. a little bit as well. And uh, then and then your center fielder's out of position because she's going over to back up right field. It's just, you know, worst case scenario. Such a yeah, such a strange, unfortunate scenario there. You know, Oklahoma State wins two uh, ten straight going into that game. They lose five nothing in game one, six five in game two. Just going through, I put up a I put up an article today, uh, just kind of a softball recap into the you know into the season. When you look at all the talent that they're losing, when you look at the fact that, um, like I went through, they've made uh, this was the fifth straight season, twenty twenty not including that they made a regional, uh, four straight years hosting. And then three making a super, uh, second hosting a super, and then obviously making three straight College World Series. When you look at some of the talent on that roster, and of course I closed my roster page to pull up my stats page, just going from you know starting numerically in in order, right? You know you're looking at Taylor Tuck, Kylie Naomi. You look at Cheyenne Factor. That's a big one. You know you keep going down. You've got Haley Busby. Sydney Pennington, you know, Morgan Wynn. She, that was something we talked about a little bit yesterday. You know, she transferred in, didn't play a lot, but, you know, huge energy. You're losing Morgan Day, uh, Michelle Richburg, uh, Miranda Ellish, Chelsea Alexander. And if you look at all of those, I mean, those are some – more than half of those girls are big, have been big, mm-hmm. big, big-time contributors. And so you, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at outfielders, you're looking at pitchers, you're looking at infielders, you're looking at some big-time production from the plate. One thing I'm really interested in is, you know, you've looked, it's always been reload. You know, it's been, we go to the portal, we, we've we brought in really talented freshmen, and we've developed them over the years. There's some really talented younger girls on this mm-hmm. team that were great high school players. How do you develop them? And then on the other hand, you you are bringing back some talent that played this year. This is going to be a wildly different team, but each like I, they're not going to have a problem bringing in some really good transfers. Yeah, you've become the same that you are. You know, baseball—it's been a destination school mm-hmm. since the eighties. Yeah, ever uh, probably before that. You've become that with softball. Um, you're now a destination school. You're mm-hmm. not a school that is on the fringe. Every year, you're com- you're going to be competing now, and and Gajewski's, uh extension. Further proves that. Um, I would have, you know, nobody puts me in charge of that stuff. I would have loved to have seen them announce that after the World Series because, m- let's just be honest, most likely OU is going to run through any professional team that you put out there against them, much less college. So mm-hmm. if the season were to have ended on some sort of a bad note, then you come back with, well, guys, our guy's going to be here. If the season ended on a great note, right. if we won better. it all, now Gajewski's going to be, yeah. you know, going to be back as well. So, um, But of the 62 games, girls played 62 games, five of them that are leaving played over 59 of them. You you are not lying that you are replacing a chunk of your lineup. Yeah. Two of your starters pitching, and you know how big that is um, between, you know, baseball ha- on their stat line, they've got 15 people who have pitched. Softball has four. You know, and – uh, Tatum Clopton pitched less than see. ten innings. I'm excited so, to see how she grows. Yes, and and I would love to talk with somebody w- within softball, and it would have been a great question for Sam Shaw. But the difference in developing pitchers, softball to baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, with uh, with baseball, you are up big, put some freshmen in. 
you know, with softball, you've got that run rule that you're trying to trying to you're trying there. to hit. But you know, now the my thing is, if you put Tatum in and you start getting close back to that back to the run rule, mm. put your starter in, put one of these others in, you know, and you still get it because you can re-enter and all that. But that would be an interesting discussion of the difference in in how to develop that younger pitching that, you know, and who knows, maybe Tatum had an arm this year. I have no idea why he only pitched nine innings. That'd be interesting. Just to growth, know. I think. I, I think it was a, uh, you know, she's a true freshman. She was a great high school pitcher. Um, she's learning the game. You know, mm-hmm. same with, like, Kelly Maxwell. You mm-hmm. know, Kelly, you know, when she came in, she's, and that's something that Kenny's talked about a lot, Kelly really struggled early on in her career. Not that Tatum has struggled, but it, it's, you know, I think softball – I don't. I don't know the difference, like the jump up between high school softball and and college softball. But when you look at the difference between like you know high school baseball and and college baseball, if you're if you're like a Rock Riggio, you know you're playing. You're you're projected. You know top six round draft pick out of high school going to play professional baseball. There's the the transition is most likely going to be seamless. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you go from you know when you go from playing. You know, high school softball, and again, I don't, I don't really know that transition. Sure, but there, there is a growth period. You know, she's, I, I, I think that's what it is. She's just trying to learn to grow the game, and you know, you look at Kelly Maxwell. You know, when she from redshirt, you know, sophomore year to redshirt junior year, all of a sudden she's one of the best pitchers in the in the in the nation, and she's going to improve in the off season, and she's going to come back, and and I think she'll have a legitimate chance of winning pitcher of the year. And Gaisky just ta- Big Twelve but national. Gaisky talked about that, and uh, on. On my Twitter, I sent a message actually to Sam Chow about that and said, hey, this is the truth that yeah. you were talking about that Kenny gives the players you know, in her interview with us that he got with Kelly and said, paraphrasing here, what you're doing isn't good enough. You've got to be better. She went off, worked her tail off, and came back with um, you know, much improved form, much improved pitches added a pitch yeah yep added a pitch and and i love whenever they you don't get this as much most of the games are on espn plus but the other night uh osu was on espn and espn too at the same time love to talk to somebody in the uh in the athletic department say so how was that exposure (laughs) and well i mean how often there's you can't get that in football ever because you're on one network i mean unless you're in the national championship and they're doing that multi-broadcast thing but there's really hardly there, there's really no other way i guess early baseball uh and basketball it's about it sports wise that you could ever be on espn and espn too. and even that you're looking at you know basketball is going to be playing charlotte or you know middle tennessee tech or uh, something no by that point late in the season early baseball uh Early baseball, basketball is going to be in I Big thought, Twelve. No, you're right. I, th- I was i i was reading a i was reading a tweet. I th- i i was thinking football, basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but, but football, basketball. Well, yeah. I mean, depending on when football's playing, I mean, you yeah. start a Big Twelve play for basketball, or you're playing in Houston, or yeah. well, but it's 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 very football. rare. The point Fair. being, it's very rare that you're on ESPN and ESPN two for a block of four to six hours. Well, that you're dominating it. And when you look at baseball. That was a massive game because you, you fight your way back through the losers bracket. You score what was it? I've gone over the number so many times I don't even remember. Uh, twenty nine and four, so forty three runs yep. in two days. Mm-hmm. You know, or two games, excuse me, on one day to come back and force, and if necessary, on Monday against a red hot. And I'm still in the camp. I talked about it today, uh, Wednesday, with Tom on my show. I I think that if if Arkansas can if they can have decent pitching, 
if they can protect their pitchers, I think Arkansas gets out of Chapel Hill. I haven't watched a lot of North Carolina ball. Right. I think with the way that Arkansas team battled back, the way they fought, if they have decent pitching, they'll be in Omaha. They were that they were that college team that feeds off they feed, every team kind of feeds off momentum, but there's some that gravitate to that more yeah. than then other teams are are a little bit more on the professional side where it's just kind of is what it is. Those guys were energetic well, and, and they generated their own. I don't know how many of the woo pig suey is going to be happening in Chapel Hill. I, you know what? I, that's obviously a hell of a lot further than yep. the three, four hour drive to Stillwater. Arkansas fans. No, they'll travel. So I've talked, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, yeah. So when you get to, when you get to the Super Bowl time, you know, when you get to NBA finals, you know, you go down to, you know, any bigger city in Arkansas and go to a sports bar, you go to Applebee's or whatever. They're not watching the NFL. They're not watching yep. Major League Baseball. They're not watching the NBA. They're watching some kind of Arkansas sport. Right. Arkansas fans are nuts. Like they they are insane. They'll travel. They'll they'll travel four thousand. It'll there may be more people at that super than there were here in Stillwater. Yeah, well, it's that'd insane. be interesting to see. So because they they showed up, they showed out. Credit to their fans. Mm-hmm. Credit to the students who came over. I mean, those guys that were out in right field, they kept showing them on the. You know, there was it's funny, it's funny how the camera people stick on somebody. You know, the girls that were right behind uh, in studio in in. I don't know if what they showed on the jumbotron in stadium was what they showed on TV. I I don't know if this was an ESPN decision. I don't know if this was an NCAA decision. They showed an insane amount of Arkansas fans. Yep. They showed more Arkansas fans than OSU fans. Well, throughout Zach, the whole weekend, Zach, it's a quote neutral site. Oh, I know. I'm not. I, oh no, I'm not. Like, but when you get to like when you get to that next night, like that last night, yeah. it wasn't a fifty. There was more Arkansas shown. It should right. like fifty fifty split, but they showed an insane amount of Arkansas fans. Well, on the on the. Uh... I'm not complaining. The game, oh, I know you're not. Just but a stat. The game, the way they would do it on the broadcast was, and it was such a momentum swing. Mm-hmm. It was whoever had the momentum because that was the rowdy, you know, that was the rowdy crowd. Uh, that was the rowdy fans, and so there were there were a group of girls that were right behind the OSU um, dugout, uh, third base dugout. Yeah, they were they, were, they loud. were loud. They were in it. They were positive the whole time. I mean, in they were there again on. Monday night, um, you know, and first seven innings was going rough for OSU. They would show them almost after every mm-hmm. half inning, and they were pumping them up. Let's go. Here we go. So, they had the signs. And the, that's what we were, what you didn't hear yesterday. That's something that we talked about yesterday. Um, the Those girls behind the dugout, and then there were a couple of guys behind them that were loud the whole time, and they were like the only, me, they were the only OSU fans that were loud. Oh, right. Until something big happened. Yeah. Well, until uh, it, the OSU fans kind of got fired up by the Woo Pig Sueys. Later they did. Yeah. And they, they later, started yeah. the, you know, started the OSU, you know, started that, started the uh, the orange, the power, you know, trying to, and, and we're used to doing that in Boone Pickens Stadium mm-hmm. to drown out 15 Boomer Sooners per play. Yeah. Um, but through the TV, which is I was at home covering quote unquote covering both uh, OSU baseball and softball. Mm-hmm. The had the computer on the baseball, had the TV on on softball. You could hear that they did a great job of of projecting the energy that was coming out of the crowd. And and one of the things um, you know that that kind of energy, I think there's it kind of can take a player one of two ways. It can either distract you. 
and you can kind of not really cower in the moment, but if that takes your focus or it doubles down your focus on the game. And and I think that or a guy like a Rock Riggio, who went six, 15 of 27, oh, he was insane. it was unbelievable. And, and, you know, if we score three more runs, he's the tournament MVP, and it's unanimous hands down. There's no other option. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's certain guys that just focus harder in that situation and and usually are the ones who end up with doubles, triples. I mean, that the guy who um, uh, Campbell was throwing, the Arkansas guy who hit the, the double in the ninth inning. Mm. Um, you know, that guy, you could just, I mean, he was locked in. And Campbell was too. Campbell, I thought they, uh, I texted you during the middle of the game and I said, okay, if Medeiros was available, why did we not start him? And we, we don't know, but you bring Campbell is your number one. Yeah. You save him for it's one of two situations at the end of the game. You need to shut them down so you can come back, which is what happened. Or you go full Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, and you bring him in for the save, you know, there there at the end. And yeah. I thought I thought they there's a lot of things that a lot of fans and I've heard some bad things for a lot of things that some fans disagreed with, um, myself included on on maybe some of the pitching stuff of the weekend. I thought they nailed that one. Yeah, no, no doubt. You know, and when you look at, you know, we went through the, we went through the baseball roster uh, this afternoon on my on my radio show here, and who like for sure losing three, right? You're losing mm-hmm. Campbell, you're losing Dorshing, you're going to lose Jake Thompson, mm-hmm. and those are big holes. Those aren't you know those and, those aren't. And holes. by the way, we need yeah. to say Campbell by year. No, he's not a senior. What we mean is he's going to be draft eligible, yeah. and, he, and he's going to be so. He's going to be so highly picked. I think it's going to make uh, sense for him to go. Levi looked it up today, like the top 100, and I don't, I don't know who he got it through, but it was like the top 100 draft prospects, and I think Campbell was 34 or right. 39. Yeah. So I mean that if that, we're if we're talking two rounds, I mean, if we're talking 34, yeah. that's that's second, that's early second early round, second. That's like right. That's good two money. Pick, two picks in. Yeah, that's good money. So those three are for sure gone. There's no way. Well. Two are absolutely gone, but Justin Campbell will go. If Campbell, we'll put this out. If Campbell says he's coming back, emergency podcast. I'd be shocked. Yeah, right. I'd be shocked. But if you go through, you know, those three for sure. Um, McLean is draft eligible. So that's going to be his body language after the game on, on Monday felt, you know, and, and that's where you can't make a decision based on that. But he seemed, he was like, oh, just kind of seemed over it. Yeah. So that to uh, me, I bet the whole a lot team. Of them oh, sure. To me, that McLean will be a toss up because yeah. if he comes back, you know, you work on you work on control on throw. You know, that you work on strikeouts uh, in in hitting. Like there's there's aspects of his game, but McLean has a lot of really good intangibles. Like there's there's going to be a lot of major league teams that are. That, see a lot of really good in McLean and they'll be so to me it's a money thing and you're always drafting on potential yeah yeah so so where does McLean go that's that's a big Mm -hmm. one for me um excited to see what Madero's can do you know I I think if you know Madero's comes back you you have to be really excited about his potential he struggled you know because you kind of went into it and it was like okay probably going to give up three runs but you go into each game knowing what Madero's is going to do yeah you know, so you know what you can come back from. Um, well, and, and you're most likely going to Trevor Martin next. You look at, so the guys that we looked at, um, Madero, Spawn Soccer, Trevor Martin, yeah. 
and bogus. Well, those four guys, if you can, I think Trevor Martin would be the guy, but those four guys right there, you get production out of them and they can improve in the you know, Cape Cod or whatever summer league they play in. And in the fall, those are four really good guys to come back with next year. Yeah. And, and I want to kind of, Luke Martin and Maderos in the, in the same group. They both throw hard. They both got great curveballs. The guys that and you see this all the time now in the in the pros. The guys who have those skill sets: your fastball at the top of the zone, curveball that drops off the mm-hmm. table. The reason being that fastball up in the zone, they they come out at the same plane. Okay, if you're throwing fastballs low. And then all of a sudden you're mixing in a looping curveball. Well, the first thing that looping curveball does is it pops up before it comes back down, right? So those two guys, what what I think happened, I haven't gone through every every pitch, every tape, but what looked like happened with Martin, that fastball at the top of the zone went from between the belt and the letters is where you kind of want that. It went down to upper thigh to midsection. Mm-hmm. That's uh, ask Griffin Dorshing where he'd like a pitch. That's, a no, that's the no-no that's zone. The, that's a bad spot to be in, and and it really it's it's crazy to say this as a fan since the '80s. It is crazy to say that now it doesn't matter if you're doing that at 96, 97, 98. They'll catch up to it. Yeah, and guys will pull that. That's something that uh, we had Tom on yesterday, uh, Tom Dorado, just to kind of a quick little recap before we had him on our show today, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, it's. You go back 10, 15 years, and if you hit 97, 98, 99, they're not catching up because that's it's something that was so few and far between. Today is the day, the 12-year anniversary of Strasburg coming to the pros. Mm-hmm. Who was his catcher that day, that day, by the way? Pudge Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, I would have yeah. never got that. Not a bad, uh, not I think a bad I remember, book in. I think I remember watching that, but so I don't. Pudge, Pudge came up as a rookie catching Nolan Ryan. Went out catching Strasburg. Not a bad bookend. No, not but not. Strasburg was ninety eight on the outside corner, yeah. ninety nine inside. These dudes looked like they'd never seen anything above ninety. And, I mean, he was and blowing now, through them. But now it, it, every team has someone that can hit a hundred, one hundred one. Hell, there's guys that are hitting one hundred two, one hundred three, right. which just blows my mind. And I think right. that's that's why you're seeing a lot of high school guys just go ahead and get Tommy John before they even go to college. <laughs> um, it's it's now preemptive. It's no longer reactive. Uh, but yeah, you you've got those four guys right there in bogus. You look at I mean, what did we say yesterday? Less than forty innings. Yeah, I think is what it was. What's yeah. what's his what's no, his no, bogus? Yeah, 30, 37 innings total. But take away the just take away the last two. He was only at like twenty five. Yeah. So you know, before the last, I'm sorry, last three games, including the nine inning shutout. Yeah, Thank that's true. You, Big twelve, yeah, Mr. Bogus. No question. But you get you know you give all those like I, Trevor Martin the job he did against Missouri State. Probably the best performance we've seen of him. You know, we talked about since since before bed, the first bedlam. Yeah, yeah, and, and he was lights out. Well, and if you talk about you know Mitchell Stone, I know you went through like I haven't gone through every one of his stats, but his outing against Arkansas was the, his biggest game of his entire career. It was, and not not necessarily statistically, but when you talk about keeping Arkansas at bay, when you talk about the the momentum of that game, the the magnitude of that game. Same with Trevor Martin, I like. Statistically, it may not have been his best outing. He gives up three solo home runs, you know, but he had 16 strikeouts. And when you talk about an elimination game against, you're down 12-0, and he came in and stopped the bleeding, and you came back and win 29-15, to best performance. And so you you start off with Medeiros, and you start off with Martin, and then you go to Bogus. I mean, you, you those guys right there. And, and that's not including... When, when we talk about Justin Campbell, Jake Thompson, and Griffin Dorshing, massive, massive holes to fill. There are not guys on this team right now that fill those holes. 
Not now, right now. now maybe maybe you get a Trevor Martin that that develops in. Maybe he has a that growth spurt year. You know, not getting bigger, but you know, maybe he has a monster summer and a monster fall, and all of a sudden he turns out to be that guy. Or you know, Medeiros was so hyped up out of Miami that maybe he becomes that guy. But as of right now, there's not that guy on this roster. Yeah. So maybe, but to be fair, this time last year, there was no Griffin Dorshing. They no. went and found a Dorshing. So what they can do in the portal, you look at NIL, you look at this world-class facility, you look at, you know, some of the talent returning, you look at Earhart, you look at, you look at Riggio, you know, Miola, you, you have to think that, uh, you have to think the Doherty behind the plate, you know, he's going to be putting some pressure on Atkinson, um, a big, they're, they're a great one too. Absolutely. Uh, the question you look at a guy that we kind of question, we don't know whether he's coming back or not Houston moral, because you're going to have one of the better middle infields in at least the big 12. Huey is an infielder, but maybe Huey doesn't want a specific, cause if he stays here other than maybe injury where he's having to fill in, he's a relief pitcher. Mm-hmm. Houston moral will not play in the infield unless there's some kind of, you know, we're, seven games in five days kind of a thing or you know you get an injury up the middle like he's a reliever maybe he doesn't want to be a reliever maybe right. he maybe i would like to pitch on the side but i'm a i'm a shortstop i'm a second baseman so does he want to stay here? i'm not saying he's going to leave but does he want to be a reliever that's yep. a big question and you have to or does he go does he go professional if we play the game of nolan leaves and we're playing games sure. here with rosters but does marcus move over does you know, does uh, Houston move back into shortstop? I mean, you've at this point, you, I mean, you have to hit better than two forty two to get in the lineup. Yeah, because everybody that's that's in the lineup that's you know that's above the the line here on the rosters, which means you played seventy five percent of the games. Um, other than Chase Atkinson, which I don't think Houston's going to catch. Probably um, not. Probably not. No. You know, above that, everybody's two seventy six and above, and. Um, I love watching Mendham. Like he is such fun at bats. Like he good is, he is at bats good as a player. as a pitcher. You can't. I, I watch his at bats and I'm gonna go. Man, like you you can't beat him in. But if you go away, he'll just flick it away. I mean, he was he was and that's fun to watch. David Mendham. That's a that's a question that you have to ask as well. Because if Mendham hears the number that he likes, you know, because he's a junior. I'm yeah. not saying that he's a he's a major league first baseman or a major league DH or anything. But he is he's draft eligible. You know, you look at him, and that's that's a, any of these guys that are juniors and above nowadays. You know, if they because you've got guys under you, you've got guys that are going to be potentially getting brought in. Everyone's going to be like you go back to softball. Softball is going to deal with transfers. That's just the world we live yeah. in. But softball is going to have a lot of holes to fill. So you know, are they going to see as many transfers because there's going to be a lot of positions? Baseball, you're losing a few, but you're not traditionally in terms of like graduation like or or draft eligible juniors like you're probably not going to lose a whole lot you don't you, you know i mean we've we've talked about the four and if you want to go four and a half with uh you know we're trying to figure out if mendham could could possibly leave yeah you could possibly I would, anything I would could think happen he but, comes back but you're but still. you're returning Everybody now, you know, next year you become an old team and so older team by experience. And yeah, that, you know, the target is going to be on the back. The, you should be favorites. Um, It is, it is almost the complete opposite of softball. I think that, uh, I think that softball guy, golly, I mean, he, he calls anybody that's in the portal. Every position is open for all nine spots. I mean, second base, 
You got Bree Evans and Carly Petty. You think they won't battle it out? And they're returners. Yeah. Other than that, it's open. You know, uh, catcher Cottrell is going to be back. So, but you always need a one and two, just like we're talking about with uh, Darty and and Atkinson. You, Gundy talks about that in football. You got to mm-hmm. have three in football. Yeah. You know, and so well, depending on the position, you may need more than that. Well, that's what I mean. Quarter, yeah. Offensive but, line, they got twenty five in in the fall. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm we, excited to talk about football. Not tonight. Not today, though. No. But I'll just say this. People don't need to freak out because they didn't find any offensive line prospects that they're down in dirty camp. One, they don't have any space for this year, but yeah. they don't have space in the 23 class. So don't freak out about that. Anyway, well, we, well, we've got football coming up in, in July. Well, and that's a, yeah, that, that's a, a, a great point that, you know, right now we felt we wanted to recap baseball, softball, put that to bed, mm. and then – because the, the boys are back in summer. Well, they are they are over there. I think grinding, uh, sweating. I think Cape Cod start. I think I heard Tom talking. Cod starts next week. I think. Yeah. Uh, and then and then obviously after the World Series, more guys will go. More guys will go. So that's always funny in the summer league. You know who's going to be on your team? Because yeah. I, I played up in uh, Connecticut, um, Danbury Westerners, and you know, okay, this guy's going to be on our team or this guy's going to be, you know, on this other team. Or something. Well, and you're sitting there watching yeah. them on. That's a, It's a weird feeling, but it's a cool feeling. And then after, you know, I guess midway, I guess we're back to normal. So midway through the World Series, we're going to have the draft. So yeah. this will be a recap. And then here in a couple weeks, we'll have a, well, this guy's not coming back. <laughs> He's signed That's a contract. True. That's true. So, but yeah, I, I'm, that, that we spent probably 30 minutes today, uh, Wednesday, uh, on my on my show talking about what this team could look like next year because you're you're not necessarily losing a whole lot in numbers but you're losing a lot of production so I mean, it, you look at campbell what not campbell sorry thompson what did he hit on the season thompson was 350 yeah okay uh, and but and and i'm pretty sure every single game was your three hole yeah now that is something that i do expect them to go out and find is power 100% because you have two guys you have to you have to replace Jake Thompson and you have to have another Griffin Dorshing yes and, and because who did potentially because could who did be Dorshing losing. replace not in terms of position but in terms of power um I can see his name I have his card um Christian on Christian Encarnacion oh, Strand he's had a great year too I tell in you the, I'm glad the... I bought that rookie card <laughs> and that's the first thing have? I'm gonna that's the first thing I'm going to do when he uh, eight when, RBI game or something like that. He started off the seat like his first like two or three games. He was like nine of eleven or something, yeah. and uh, uh, I Robert made me write a story on it, <laughs> so well, I can so I can pull it up and I can tell you what his because his first couple of games. So were. I d- there's there haven't been many OSU teams that have finished this way in, in a long time I don't think I I would have to go back and look but a 298 batting average and an even 400 on base you know and and you went you said earlier um that talking about needing somebody to stop the bleeding against Missouri State yeah and uh did you get yeah so uh Encarnacion Strand hit one of his first games he had nine RBIs That's what it was. he was four or five from the plate with a grand slam that's and a, a three-run homer over the center field in the bottom of the seventh. Usually, that Six. makes its way up to the big league scouts. They go, okay, that's one game. However, that's it's opportunistic. Yeah, with, and that uh, was that was in nine short, that was in short league too. Yeah, that was in a short league. But so back to the you know you needed somebody. Trevor Martin came in, stops the bleeding. That was you know in in text messages with my friends Jay and and Hunter. It's 
that was exactly what was said was that you just need somebody to stop the league. We've got the horses, and there's no chance that Missouri State has has the pitching. So CES, I'm sorry, I, I just I'm still kind of on this kick. No, I like uh, it. he's had 202 at bats. He has 61 hits, 34 runs batted, or 34 runs, 43 batted in, 10 home runs. Golly. He's hitting 302. Is he still in short? <laughs> yeah, he's a high A. Oh high A. Uh, he's with the Cedar Rapid uh, Cedar Rapid Colonels. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's awesome, man. I mean, <laughs> and he plays today, so no, wow. that's that's great. I mean, he should he should he has all the he had the look when he was here. You know, you love those guys. Dorsing is that way. Dorsing looks like Mark McGuire whenever he gets in there. Yeah, Incarnation Strand did not look like a college player. He looked no. like a pro player. Absolutely, you love watching those guys. So. But that's what that's what they need. I don't I don't know if you can. Well, obviously, you can. You went out and they did it in in Dorsing. You need to go out and find another big bat DH because if um, if you get Mendham coming back, then you're not going to need you won't necessarily need a first baseman. Was it the freshman from Louisville who just put in the transfer? Somebody just put North, in uh, North Carolina State. North Carolina State. I, that's what it was. Them some bucks can't catch a break. You get cheated out of the World Series. You get cheated out of the postseason this year, and then you lose the best freshman baseball player in the country. I love Rock. I love Rock. Yeah. That kid is – Rock's yeah, know that kid. Yeah. That so, kid's going to make some money. I think that he and Rock should – Team up? Team up. Oh. In the middle of the lineup. Yeah. And, you know, three, four hole. Yeah, it looked good. It looked good. But, yeah, you got, you've got some big holes to fill. I'm excited about the young guys. And they – Jackson Holiday aside, they've, they've signed some talented high school kids. You know, and, I, and then obviously you get the transfer portal. That'll be big. I think they'd have you. I think they have to go out and land a good starting pitcher. So I was on the way home the other day, and I think I realized why it kicked us off because we actually had a discussion of Jackson Holiday mm-hmm. coming to Oklahoma State, yeah. having been like a one, two, or three pick. Yeah. So do we do we want to go down that route nope. and and and? <laughs> nope. That's the that's the baseball gods saying, you know what, y'all don't need to get anyone's hopes up on this. No, that's true. Because we talked about it on the show yesterday, and Tom is Tom's same with us, like 50-50. I could see it going either way. Yeah, and I no, I still can. Well, hopefully we get uh, Jackson and and Ethan? let's just let's just throw Campbell Campbell coming oh, back. Oh, sorry, I went way I went way far. I said Ethan Holiday, oh, who's dude. like the number one projected, or not the projected, uh, but not pick anyway. He's like the top ranked player in the twenty five. I think twenty five. Yeah. 25 class. Oh, good for them. What? I mean, that's really cool. What genes the holidays have. No kidding. Wow. No kidding. No, that, that's really cool. Yeah. And uh, so we have a, a baseball coach who is the, the player development that is leaving. That opens up a spot. Yeah. What are Matt Holiday and Robin Ventura going to do? I don't even know because Robin, Robin no Brad, longer. He's, so a fun fan theory that I've heard. Is that Robin graduates? He because he he just graduated, and he becomes you know like they just kind of flip flop, and Matt Matt, Matt goes to school and becomes a grad assistant. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Keep, I I could see Matt, I could see Matt staying. I just yeah. be in a because he doesn't need money. He's not. He doesn't need the money. He's like Tolowitzki, yeah. you know, with Texas. I don't even know if he's still there or not. But I would think that I would think Matt is just living a dream. Especially if, especially if Jackson decides to come and play, right? Because then it's why then you know why do anything else? 
Well, then, yeah, and then you're then you're coaching your son, uh, which, with your which is gonna, which is with your brother, with your dad up in the box calling TV. Going to be interesting to to watch how how that works out with Mike and Gunner. I think Gunner, and I'm looking forward to talking about this because yeah. Gunner's a good quarterback. I don't know if Gunner is starting Power Five Oklahoma State starting quarterback, and I'll still like. I hope he pans out. I don't know if he'll ever be as good as Mike was. I I thought Gunner never should have came here. I like Gunner, and I I hope he does well. I I wanted to see Gunner go somewhere else and make a name for himself, and he very well could do that here. But I I would have loved to have seen him take a scholarship at one of the schools that offered him and go and play football from underneath the umbrella that is Mike Gundy. Right. Well, and to take it back to softball right before we get out of here, did you see that Gajewski said that same thing about Chelsea Alexander, that he tried to talk her into not coming to Oklahoma State, but she just kept coming to him saying, no, I'm coming, no, I'm coming, no, I'm coming. Think about all she's done. Yeah. Throughout the throughout the well, and then the same comment, uh, not this uh, the same way with uh, sitting Pittington. You know, yep. she was she thought about leaving. You know, and and because she was, I guess, being bullied by a player that was I on the team. I want to talk to. I want to know whoever, who that was. Yes, I want to talk to him. Well, and think about that, right? You think I, I was thinking about that today. I was I was rewatching it so I could create a video for my article, and which is on pokesreport.com, by the way. And he was like, you know, she was she wasn't getting along with a player. The player was really hard on her. They didn't like her, you know, and so we like put her at catcher a little bit and we put her in the outfield. Like they moved her all over the place. I want to know what's going through whoever, like who that player was that was, that was, that was being hateful to sitting Pennington, watching Pennington be a clutch player in three straight college world series. <laughs> There's no chance. Whoever that was, was enjoying. no, Oh man, Enjoying that. and that's and that's the thing is because she was cowgirl softball or whoever I don't even know who yeah, it was, right. and so she, I'm sure she's like hell yeah three straight college world series that's awesome. I'm not rooting for you though. <laughs> like I that, that's a I like stuff that's that's fun stuff. Yeah, or if that bridge has been has been mended. Hopefully, yeah, we're a positive podcast here, so we hope yeah. that they everything have, is fine. That they, <laughs> everything is nothing perfect. is wrong. Nothing is no. bad. It's like a CES hitting three oh two. In That's the good. first week of June. That is pretty good. You know, it's oh. funny, like, talk to so many guys who have played at high A, and then, you know, you ask them, like, what's the difference between high A, double A, triple A pitchers, and all that? And they say, so in high A, low A, high A, it's everybody throws 100 and nobody knows where it's going. Absolutely. And then as you go up, that strike zone comes in a little bit, and their miles per hour come down a little bit. And then, you know, as you go up further than that, but... I just, I always, that, that's what always sticks in my mind that it's new Kluge throwing to every one of these guys. I don't know where it's going, but it's getting there fast. Yeah, no question. And that's, that's, it's always fun to, it's really fun to talk to Trey Cobb because, um, that's, it's stuff that he's dealt with, you know, it being in the Mets organization. That's something that, you know, you, you find out the difference between Oklahoma State and, and professional baseball and, and, uh, and then different levels, different levels of professional baseball. So, yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. Well, let's get out of here. Yeah, How about next week? Let's uh, let, next week. Let's talk. It'll be the next week or the week after. One of the two. Whenever it is, we talk next mm-hmm. and fully record it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll t- we'll, without power outages, we'll get into. We've had some commits. We've had some showcases. We've had some. Yeah, football's been busy. Football does not take a back seat. So like the NFL never never quits. No, and I'm that's something that I do want to get into. Maybe not necessarily the recruiting aspect of it. Um, in terms, of, not. 
like specifically recruiting, but it'll be recruiting in the fact that they're high school kids. Um, but I went and watched, uh, I went to Rejoice Christian in Owasso, which kind of made me mad because I didn't know Rejoice was in Owasso. And so I was at Owasso the day before. Was it the day before? The, it was either the day before or like a, a couple of days before. And I went and watched Stillwater. I watched Owasso. I watched a, a Union defensive tackle. I watched the Owasso receiver. So like I, I watched a lot of players. And I'm, I'm like, I got to go to Rejoice Christian. I don't know where Rejoice is. Maybe it's in Tulsa. Whatever. Uh-uh. Is like five minutes north of Owasso football. So the Google machine didn't work? I didn't know where it was. And like the first time I looked it up was the night before I went. Right. And then I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I got to go back to Owasso. Uh, I like Owasso much, so don't don't take that wrong. You guys got a great McDonald's. Um, but I, I got Ron's hamburgers, chili. Yeah. <laughs> but I did watch, uh, his name's Chance Wilson. He's quarterback for Rejoice. That kid's going to be a college football player. That kid's good. Uh, that's your ch- challenge tonight. Did you ever watch Langston Anderson highlights? I did. How I was did. it? No, it was really good. Uh, Des Jr., as you said. Yeah. Now, it's good. Um, needs to stay healthy. Needs to stay healthy. But now tonight, until we talk next week, go watch Chance Wilson. Rejoice. Chance, okay. Watch, watch his high. The kid's good. He's okay. going to be a – I don't know where. Does he have an offer yet? I don't know where he's going to play. So he's got a lot of – like I think he said he has all the, all the uh, service academies – and I think Houston's talking to him. Like he's got he's got Division One offers. You would think like if you're a service academy that is going to offer a kid, you've got to. I would think that it's a conversation you have to have first. Of are you open to service academies? I and then do, for all three of them, oh, I do not envy service academy coaches having to recruit because you have to be good football players in order to continue to coach. Like you have to have good football players, but then at the same time, like once you're done. You got to go do you got some duty. Yeah. You know, you can't just play college football and 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 you know, rightfully so. I mean, that's it's really cool. Yeah. Um, Kid I used to coach down in Choctaw, Jonah Lanusa, he he went to Navy as, well, I, as I think a Cam, uh, Cameron Love out of uh, uh, Sean Love's son signed with Navy. Yeah. He's playing so, for Navy right now. And so. that he, you know, he was one of those kids he comes from a military family. Yeah. He, he loved it. I mean, sure. and, but I would think like I said, I think that's a conversation Absolutely. you have to have like no hey, question. we're going to offer you. You can play football for 4 years, you're going to get a world-class education. Oh yeah. We're going to train you in everything, you know, hand-to-hand combat, your weapons, you know, you're going to be a genius, you can be an astronaut if you want. However, <laughs> you're going to you're going to need to serve a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it where like I said uh or uh, probably next week. I would oh, think yeah. sometime I'm next good. week because uh, recruit all the camps will be over by then. We'll have uh, all the content to go over, and uh, we'll do a little football recruiting because once we get into the first couple weeks of July, there's not going to be much. But then we got Big Twelve Media Days, and then we are into it. Uh, so we'll do a little recruiting next week. We'll talk a little uh, Oklahoma State football. You know, kind of preview the team maybe in a couple of weeks and see what we got. And uh, looking forward to it. That's going to do it for this edition for the Poke Sport Podcast. You can check us out on at uh, pokesreport.com, the preeminent Oklahoma State. Where can they find you on Twitter? ZLancaster91. There you go. And you? BMurphy47. Look at that. And you can also check out Pokes Report on Twitter. I think it's just Pokes Report. Yeah, Pokes Report. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you next time here on pokesreport.com.